Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the third ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. I have three words to begin this pod, Banjo. Can you guess what they are? I think you can. I reckon you can. I give me four words. No. Maxwell Gorn is a champion. That's no, five words. Just Maxwell Gorn champion. Is there any other story coming out of this week of footy, mate? I mean, I reckon every single clip of media I've listened to, at some point someone has said Max Gorn could win the Brownlow. I'm just not going to they're respond. All, they're all wrong. You're all but... you're too happy. I'm not willing to engage on this. I'm just going to let it slide. Let it, Water off the duck's back is how it's going to be for me. Did you watch the third quarter, though? Did, did you watch, watch it? Was that not the greatest quarter? I thought he had a fantastic midfield performance. Good lines. And actually on just against nobody. It was communication with the great man himself. It was... Oh, <laughs> God. It was just... It was beautiful. That, that one-minute patch of him getting those three centre clearances, I reckon that is my favourite... Like minute of footy I've ever seen. That was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty aesthetically pleasing. Uh, and my man Brayshaw, who I've decided to claim because we're going to offer him two, th- two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're going to claim Brayshaw, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because I've decided Norse going to offer him two million a season, and I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> well, where have you got that idea from? Oh, my own depths of my imagination. <laughs> there was a player um, you looked and you liked, and thought, "No, I have to get him." Yeah. No, he's, 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 he's dad's a uh, club legend of all 31 games, so um, got to get him across. Well, the other good news that we have, uh, we're back into our, our original studios, which are only about oh, four times. Yeah, you really buried the lead. We can actually breathe. It's not. I don't feel claustrophobic, and I don't feel like I'm going to have a Matthew Cruiser heart palpitation. I'm a bit, I reckon that the small atmosphere might have just given us a bit of a lift, to be honest. It's got us a bit To be fair, to, to be um, completely honest, I this is our... Occasional producers' room. This is where we base ourselves, and um, he's fully hopped on the bandwagon. He's got a premiership poster from 2017 hanging on the wall, and it's staring right at me. Yeah, that makes me very weird. uncomfortable. We used to have the Joker staring at us from my room. I was that, much more comfortable. That's far with that. more. That was a level of psychopathy I could. This handle. is actually frightening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not laminated, so I may I may just tear it down. If I get really, if North lose like three more games in a row, that could happen. It doesn't mean the producer's here. He's still a massive dog, but we're hoping to get him back at no, some point. No, he might walk in mid-pod. That's quite possible. I, I'm not going to welcome him. You're not going to give him the cold shoulder? <laughs> get out of here. Tell you know, you know, uh, should have been exactly. Okay. Uh, do you want to get to the football then, or you got another bit to start no, with? No, no, no. We can get to everyone's favourite segment, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, with the uh, the title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. And uh, I'm clearly not biased at all, because one vote, Melbourne defeated the Bulldogs by 50 points. This it was... is the worst take you've had all year. This you thought disgusting. it was more interesting than that? I you? thought this was way less interesting. This could this was borderline three votes. Have you looked at the other two games that you're on the list? Yeah, one, we got confirmation that a side was worse than Fitzroy, and the two had Gold Coast in, so it was automatically interesting to me. Look, I'm going to be honest with you here. There was a one-point difference between the one vote and two votes, and I did give a maximum five for outstanding individual performances based on the Jonathan best Brown. game of footy I have ever seen. From Max Gorn. I was listening it to... It had uh, to be a five. I probably was, should have given him six out of five, to be honest. No, I wasn't fair. I was listening to Caroline Wilson, and she's uh, talking about the commentary around his performance. He goes, yeah, Jonathan Brown just exaggerates a little bit when he's commentating, though, doesn't he? I think that might be the third time this year he said 
Brakes gone, so the best brake <laughs> performance he's ever seen. <laughs> That's actually true. But dude, that was that was truly special. I was I was crapping myself at halftime. I actually it just felt like one of those games which just it just wasn't working for us. And in in a minute he has three. Yeah, he did really stand up in an imposing matchup with Jordan Ruffhead. Oh, and no one else could have done that against Jordan Ruffhead. I know he's not a good ruckman, but. That was a. I don't think I've seen as special a uh, pure ruck work performance as I saw in that third quarter ever. You clearly didn't watch uh, Rory Lobtod Goldstein in 2016. Yeah, 2015. Well, where is he now to advantage? That good. It was he had like thirty. He had the most ever hit us. Wasn't to that advantage. in like the pouring rain? No, it was a dry game. <laughs> I thought that's why you had such high hit-out stats. But no. oh, okay, it was so it was so special. It was like mate. eighty to seven. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, we should we should get to the actual reason that Melbourne won the game. Just quietly, you keep talking about Max Gorn's tap work. He doesn't hold any of the uh, records for most taps in the season. They're yes, but he's going to win the Brownlow team. Medal. When was the last ruckman to win a Brownlow Medal? I think it was Jim Stein. No, so. it wasn't. It was Scott oh. Wind from the Boston oh, Bulldogs. Yeah, who right. won it like a year later. He won it over Dunstall. Dunstall's were, those... not happy about it. He shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who is that guy? Scott Wind or Wayne? Outside of he was the last ruckman <laughs> to win the Brownlow. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I have heard that a little bit. But... Yeah, he's going off the way you pronounce Wyndham Vale. Not any knowledge of who he is as a person. (laughs) That's that's a good point. But anyway, we should get to the actual reason why Melbourne won the game. And it's incorporated into a bit of a Uh, segment. Sorry, I thought you were going to say the reason uh, we put this at one, not two votes. No, no, no. The reason why Melbourne won the game. And it's all a part of everyone's second favourite segment. So it's time, Banjo, for Billy Gower's Watch. Billy, 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 Billy Gower's. This is truly, truly the reason why we won the game, Banjo. He was absolutely dominant in the first half. I reckon he had 13 disposals at halftime. I was crapping myself. God was out there just absolutely <laughs> dominating the game. I'm telling you what happened. Halftime, they got in there. Goody slammed his hand on the whiteboard and he said, what was the one thing I told you going into this game? Get six blokes on Billy Gowers and take him out of the game. You just game. don't have a tagger, do you? You're like That's one thing you are lacking. You don't quite have a run with player. And well, when, clearly when, we must when have. Elite players, when elite <laughs> players get going... Oh, that's true, that's true. I was thinking about it, you let him off the hook early, but you're looking at it, you, you adjust no, it after half time. No, we That was clearly Who'd the thing that changed. Him? I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he starts for the game. He had 16 disposals, 13 kicks, 3 handballs, 1 mark, 2 tackles, and he, he didn't kick a goal this week. He only kicked the one behind. But it was, he, look, he, played he had midfield. 9 more touches than last week. That's an improvement. Exactly. If he keeps doing that, eventually he'll have 100 touches in a game. He, look, he, he, he predominantly played midfield, and he, was, he actually did have a really good heart, heart, first half. Had a lot of the ball, he was really damaging, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't really remember seeing. Yeah, when when, when when Max Gorn stopped losing hitouts, yeah, that up. was probably a factor. But that's why Max was so important because he got it away from Billy. Yeah, so that's that's what really made. It wasn't the two advantage? It was not to Billy's advantage. That was the big thing. Man, how exciting is this? A segment in a segment. It's, it's, it's pretty revolutionary. It's how many how it's many bold. podcasts do you know that have a segment in a segment? I, I can't think of one. Yeah, and they're all well planned. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Uh, two votes. You can't disagree with this one. St- I do disagree with this one. St Kilda defeated Carlton by 64 It should have been points. one vote. This was talked about for weeks on end about it being the most irrelevant game ever. Everyone was talking about it. And it's like a horseshoe. It's so irrelevant that it uh, became relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I do often go with that, but this wasn't though. I like I just watched the game and it wasn't it wasn't surprising or shocking. It was no, it just... was exactly how you thought it'd happen. It was Patrick Cripps 
looks like he should play AFL. Not many else have come through. <laughs> <laughs> and then St Kilda is slightly better than they've shown for the first half of the year. It was just it was just a bit sad. And my my heart just started to sunk, sink a little bit. It was about half of the second quarter and they just defensively slipped up a couple of times. All of a sudden he was out to five goals and I was thinking... Oh, poor Carlton. <laughs> this isn't going to be good. And it didn't happen in a shocking manner. It just gradually built into it. And yeah, it's it a very great. depressing way to lose. You're 15 points worse every quarter and eventually you're 10 goals down. It's just... Oh. The one positive for Carlton, I thought Harry McKay looked pretty good. He looked really good. Although people got a bit carried away with his behind when he ran quickly for about 10 metres. <laughs> Do you hear Bruce yeah, that happens all the time. That, that was ridiculous. Well, to be fair to Bruce, he had one opportunity to be excited during the entire game. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. Like, you've that's got true. a season on it. But no, no, he does look good. Like He does have genuine pace. He's good in the air. He, he looks like yeah, a He's got real, good hands. He looks like a real key position. Yeah, player. I don't understand why... The, the, they like, been playing. Yeah, I don't think anyone does really. North's conspiracy conspiracy report uh, supporters are going. He wants to come play with his brother. That's probably not true. Is his brother at North? Yeah. Huh. Does he play? He's played one game, and got knocked out <laughs> at halftime. The hilarious. things I learned from you, Ben. <laughs> one thing I just want to say, but we are positive on him. We think he's going to be good. Yeah. No, we do. Something I want to say positive about St Kilda. Um, something I have been impressed with is they haven't given up on using the corridor. Like. Yeah. For a team who was so badly out of, like, low on form and just low on confidence, and they, normally they start to retreat, they'll start kicking long down the line, they'll be scared to make a mistake. But the last couple of weeks you watch it, and they, their first decision is let's gun it down the corridor. And yeah. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, to be honest, I think early on they did go into their shell, and that led to some of their poorer performances. The entire way they've succeeded over the last three years has been about quick ball movement. We've gone on and on yeah. again about. Uh, the way Membry and Josh Bruce kicked all their goals was generally over the back. You were terrified of them yeah. because like, you thought they were just too quick for you. But after, like again, I was listening to Caroline Wilson in the same sort of segment. She's like, <laughs> after the North game, they just went into their shells because they started butchering the ball too much. And I think after the Gold Coast game, they came out of it a little bit. They had this moment of clarity where they had to win, so they had to go for it. It yeah, was so okay. much more effective yeah, that's, that's that they've started actually moving the ball more, yeah, much more effectively and more attackingly. They still don't have the skills to pull it off to be a good side. It must have been a massive step up on their skills from the start of the year. They were disgustingly bad, and they're, they're doing bold kicks. And Yeah, they'll turn over the occasional one, but for the most part, they're coming off at the moment. To be honest, so much of the bad skills I saw out of them was also on the receiving end. They fumbled easy marks yeah, so true. often as well. So it was making each part of the game look worse. And I think when you're playing more attack, even you're playing bolder, even when you don't kick the ball as well as you probably should have, because you're on the front foot and you sort of you can surge that ball forward in ways that cover your mistakes a little bit. But when you're sort of kicking off the back foot, trying to yeah, switch yeah. slowly around the sides, every mistake just looks it, it does, heartbreakingly it, bad. It does remind you how much skills are about confidence, and yeah. once you got confidence, your skills look good. It's amazing. But anyway, let's move on. This one you better not disagree with. Essendon defeated Gold Coast by 44 points. So to those teams, we say. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? You yeah, cannot. this was neck and neck. This was neck and neck. You cannot say. I don't think I've heard anyone talk about this game. No, quite right. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I know about it is Darcy it, Parrish did pretty well in Wombie Fantasy. That's all I know. It's Essendon. <laughs> Zach Merritt did pretty well in Wombie Fantasy, so there you go. Um, but no, Essendon did what you had to do. Gold Coast are exactly where we thought about them. They're getting quite a few players back that are a bit more senior because they're so young. 
there's so many kids that are like 19 that you didn't you haven't even heard of because they weren't the high draft picks they used to. Uh, I, I am sure I, I, they are the only team that I watch in the AFL and I watch anything. I don't know a fair chunk of these players. Like Charlie Ballard, who the Will Powell. It's like, incredible. It's incredible how little coverage. The only they reason get. I know who they yeah that's incredible. The only reason I know who these players are because eventually during fantasy uh, you're trying to find a player that's so cheap and it's but, always a Gold Coast player because they debut it. How much of it year. is those players are crap and how much of it is they're not getting coverage? It's astonishing. There is no it's GWS. I know both. most of their players. It's incredible. I don't know. I don't know most of them. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's nuts. And also they're going. So deep, like GWS were, but they've gone so deep in their list. Like they are playing the really bottom end yeah, yeah. because they've had so many injuries. Like they always do. One thing about GWS and Gold Coast that the AFL got clearly wrong is they didn't put enough uh, emphasis on their medical department. I don't know how much of that's the AFL's call. How much is oh, I think, I think it's yeah. Call, so I think it's funding levels, but clearly both... Should have given the money on condition that you use yeah. it for these things. But, yeah. but both of them have been racked by injuries, yeah. both yeah. every single year, pretty much. It, it's just... It's hurt them in so many you ways. You think that's something they're looking to change, change yeah. going forward, that's for sure. But yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. No, no, there's a reason why it was three votes, man. Yeah, right, let's move on. Uh, back to the real football, as I like to say. Adelaide defeated Geelong by 15 points. Uh Good solid win. They, do you think this was an emotion win after the Sloan re-signing, or do you think Adelaide are starting to get properly healthy and back to where we saw them? Do you do you think the re-signing of a player? I know fans love it. Do you reckon it would really change the way players go out and play? Apparently, there was footage. Not necessarily how they play, but apparently there was footage with Don Park and yeah, no, the I group. have seen that. And and they're all excited. I suppose he's a loved bloke. Yeah, but it's not so much. I think it's the difference from. Getting that news to the kind of news they've been getting all year. And they have, when was the last time a positive story was written about Adelaide before then? And, and it was just it's relentless true. media true. pressure. They've had, sh- had a horrible year. Yeah, yeah. and it was, it was so much relentless media pressure. And that would affect the atmosphere of the club. Could have been a bit of relief, yeah. Yeah, and I think it just sort of... The circuit breaker. And I heard that term used about two weeks before <laughs> regarding Adelaide as well. Mm. Uh, with that press conference they had over their pre-season camp. But, yeah, well, that uh, certainly wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> then they lost to the Sunday. But look, I, I, I tipped Adelaide. Um, but I didn't you do it. You forgot to tip Adelaide, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, I, I meant to tip Adelaide. <laughs> but I didn't do that off the back of, oh, I think Adelaide are really good. I probably didn't really do it off the back of, I don't think Geelong are that good. Or oh, Geelong are bad. I just, yeah. Geelong, I just thought Geelong aren't great. Adelaide are an alright team and they're at home. Yeah, and they are yeah. starting to get healthy. Like, to... The Adelaide we're seeing yeah, is so sure. much closer. They've to got the a Adelaide few more coming back as well. Yeah, they do. Even Brody Smith might come back. Mm. He's two to four weeks Again, away. Bit, yeah. He was two to four weeks away on last year's injury list. Would you risk him though? I mean, I, if they're going to make is it a risk? Yeah, but if it's just a dude coming back at the right time for his knee, why wait? Yeah. Like if you you don't rush it, obviously. If it's two two to four, you take the four because yeah, this season is largely dead for them. I think. But he if he's dead, due right? back, you just. Play him, don't you? Like, uh, yeah, I spot. But uh, no, but if it's round twenty-two and their season's over, yeah, I, I maybe a bit just maybe just give him a little, a short, maybe a half in the the sandfall or something. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. But uh, for Geelong, this is a chance gone begging. And luckily, a lot of other results went their way. But I, I just I, keep losing games that 
if they were as good as they look on paper, they'd win. I, I think Geelong will make it. Like they, they seem just, just well enough entrenched mm. for me. Like I feel like they have to really blow some games. Like, this How was... much of that is, do you reckon, your mindset of this is Geelong? They've been so good for so long, and they look at they have these dominant, dominant players. Well, what do you mean? Like, uh, do you do you think? So your ladder predictor, you, we spoke about this before we started recording, but you've got Geelong in and Melbourne missing. Yeah. Do you think that's because you trust Geelong because they've been good for so long? Or is it because you think Geelong are a better side than Melbourne? Well, a fair bit of it would have to do with the fact that I'm, I've tipped Geelong to beat us next yeah. week. But, like, I, yeah, they're, they're more reliable. Well, well I suppose are they? Are yeah, they? Like, you kind of think they are. But they have had some weird results because they've... Played some, they've had some really good wins against mm. good opposition, and they've blown some games against poor ones. So they they are hard to pick, and I suppose they are inconsistent. But yeah, you might be right. There's just an overall perception that they're more reliable, and maybe they're not. But yeah, you know, Melbourne definitely aren't. <laughs> That's true. The one thing way. we know about Melbourne is don't rely on them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it. Uh, I'm pretty excited to watch Adelaide play well again, though. This time last year, I was saying they're the best team in the game to, to watch, and. When they're up and going, as somebody who just likes watching random games of football, yeah, this was a good game. It's fantastic to see high them scoring, going. and they, yeah, they really moved like the machine, yeah. which you know they. And can, hopefully so. by round twenty three or twenty two, they stop playing that well and put everyone out to surgery, so they lose to North. <sighs> You're a flop. It's not going to happen. It's going to mean we miss finals. That's that's the story of our season. Man, I'm excited to talk about this next game. Yeah, let's get on to it. Brisbane defeated Hawthorne by thirty three points. This was great for me. I like Brisbane. I hate Hawthorne. And it was an upset. Yeah, that you, North. <laughs> you'd be absolutely stoked. But I think we do deserve to give ourselves a bit of pat, bit of a pat on the back. I was talking about this earlier. I've heard a lot of media people say I was really mean to <laughs> Brisbane mm. a few weeks ago, and I'm looking at it now and thinking I was wrong. And I think what happened, we looked beyond the results. We looked at how they were playing, and we saw there were a lot of positive signs. And absolutely good on them to stick at it. Like sometimes yeah. that can really get to you that you keep playing well, you keep trying, you don't get the result. They've stuck at it. Now they've, they've had three wins in a row and they're the their biggest future winning... is looking really bright. Yeah, they've got the biggest winning streak in the league. They're, the, they're on the form ladder, they're number one apparently. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've just... I agree 100%. Their kids have really started stepping up. Rayner's just built into this season. He looks like a jet. Like he... The Dustin Martin comparisons yep, yep. make more and more sense. Yeah, and we're starting to talk about him now, which is worrying. Yeah, I've been liking the fact he's flown under the radar. But I think it's probably good. He got his time to develop into the system, get used to the game. At a certain point, if he's that good, he's going to get talked about. And taking the three months extra he got compared to most number one draft picks, probably helpful. I reckon Brisbane are one of those teams who I look at and they have a lot of players I can see being really likeable, almost cult figure sort of players. Mm. Who would you say is your favourite out of all of the Brisbane kids? Oh. Um, oh. That's tough. Mm. Uh, uh, mine is, mine's a toss-up between Berry and Witherden. I really, really like Berry as well. Um, I'm big on Harris Andrews because I think he's yeah. the best. Yeah, he probably uh, is the best. Um, or the most, the one we know... Yeah. He's yeah, good. that's true. That's yeah. true. He's the best performed. I really like McCluggage. Uh, I yeah, think I like I, he he was really disappointing in my eyes his first season. Uh, like I, I, every time I watched him, I just didn't see it, and it's I've completely changed my mind. I've done a hundred percent backflip. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just a good at everything player. Without, well, I think he is that. But that's know, a I think good I, trait to I have. think he's also really like beyond good at being like he's beyond poised. He's yeah. 
like top level poise. He's very silky. He's got such clean hands. So okay. I think that he does have some traits that set him apart. Silkier that I just, than you thought. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's just got a pretty dopey face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a sick name. I love the name McCluggage. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I as big on it as I reckon. It? That's a ripper. It's no but, steel side bottom. But the more positive thing about all of it. Hawthorne lost that. Oh, so good. They, they had such are... an easy draw coming home. Them dropping this just throws the cat amongst the pigeons. You start to look at their draw now and you start to think, hmm, I don't know. They have a lot of games which you think, look, I will tip them. But, gee, I can see them losing that. Yeah. Freo in Perth. There's one Especially after the this week. Freo in Perth was looking like... Freo in Perth was looking like a walkover because Freo just seemed to be falling apart. Yeah. No Sandlands, no five. Yeah. And we'll get to them later, but... That game looks so much tougher now. Yeah. Um, Essendon at the G is another one. Like yeah. I, I would early on, I would have been tipping Hawthorne for sure. Now I'm like, I, I'm almost sixty might, forty on Essendon. I, I might almost tip Essendon on that yeah. too. They're, yeah. This They're, is this is like so good for my personal vendetta like, too. I, I think it's. St- I think finals is still theirs to lose, but they're yeah. looking vulnerable. Like, they're but, looking like they yeah. could blow it. It's theirs to lose, but it's nowhere near as set in stone as I thought it was. Well, you had them fifth. Like you were looking at the ladder going, I, I think they'll be fifth last week, and this loss completely changes. Yeah, that. oh, like I, I still had them in the eight, but I was like, it's not too far off. One of those tips going the other way, and them dropping it. Yeah, because I'm like, exciting. Brisbane are <laughs> a very, very exciting end of the season team for the building they've, their. They've got a tough last six or something which is what's exciting about it because yeah, there's so they could, many teams they could blow their yeah. seasons yeah um, yeah, they, they could really shape the eight but while they're probably more exciting Essendon are probably just as good and yeah. in that role as well yeah. so games like that Hawthorne could quite easily blow I'm do you think this was more about Brisbane developing and being showing more signs for the future or Hawthorne being sort of a bit more middling than you thought. I still think we're at the point with Brisbane where it's basically you have to respect them or you will lose. Yeah. I, I don't think Brisbane are great. Yeah. But if you don't if you don't bring a good sort of defensive mm. game against them, oh, they will have the they chance can to touch you up. And I feel that Hawthorne just thought they'd roll down. It was in Tassie. Everyone's like, oh, you always win in Tassie. I reckon they just would have rolled down there and just thought it's going to happen for them. Yeah, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking... Brisbane won by 56 points the last time they played. I know Hawthorne are good in Tassie. We they 56 yeah, points. We thought, we thought that better. was a one-off. We thought that yeah. was just an inspired performance. Like, I, I wasn't brave enough to tip Brisbane by any chance, obviously, but it, the thought did go through my mind. And I think this conclusively proves that kind of, they got Hawthorne's measure a little bit. They, they perform well against Hawthorne. I think it is an indictment on Hawthorne because some of their weaknesses, and like, of course I say that, it's... Me <laughs> having yes. to go at Hawthorne, but their midfield's really shallow and their bottom six is quite poor. They kind of need a free agent to make their older class of players hang around and be in a situation where they can win. I think, I suppose, you're, they, they do have a lot of good players, but you do wonder, yeah, depth is, uh, is a question, and like that's to be expected. They haven't had a good draft pick in 10 years, yeah, uh, but yeah. Yeah, for Hall. I think because they've traded so many away as well, there's not kids coming through that'll really improve. I think they've got, unless like Virtual comes back and is a premiership level player again, unless a lot of those guys that have had injury issues the last few years come back and play at high level football, I don't think they can really be pushing towards, like they can't even be in the bottom of the top four conversation really. 
Yeah. Unless they, they, it's I it's think either that or it's a free agent. I think you're right. They, they seem right now to be a middling side. Yeah. Like, there's a fair chance I made the eight, but like they're not they're not any better than yeah, that. Yeah, and they are the second oldest team in the comp, so there's probably another drop-off coming. Yep, you've been saying that for a long time. I have, and I just want to pro we'll about see it. what Clark but anyway, let's get to a, uh Let's get to another segment. Kane Corns, Call of the Week, everyone's actual favourite segment. No, it is a good one. It is a good one. It is a good It's my segment too, just What's, for the, for I mean, the record. It's not really, anyway. uh, So we're starting off with a boy that we haven't actually had on this part of, this no, part of the no, pod before. No, no, he's um, Yeah, and he's a, he's a pretty... Measured commentator generally, he doesn't go too over the top too often. But Tim Watson called Colin O'Riordan. No, he didn't call. He said he might be better than Ty Canelli after one performance. In fact, he outright said on the back of one performance, I think he might be better than Ty Canelli. I have one query about this one. Was he taking the piss? Look, you can't tell when you look at an SEN article, but they presented it as though it was a serious comment. <laughs> I was, I was. Never a big fan, historically, of Tim Watson, but I've been listening to a lot of Gary and Tim. He has a very sarcastic, dry sense of humor. I wonder if he was taking the piss. Because if he wasn't, that is, is pretty, that is call. really weird. And, like, he may be born out to be right. He, looked, he looked awesome. Like, like absolutely. One game. <laughs> take nothing away from him. For a debut, that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he led but the he game in intercept possessions. He had 10. But, yeah, you have one game. And not only that, so... The quote was... He might be better than Ty Canelli. Yeah. But the headline yeah. of the article yeah. was, is he going to be the greatest uh, Irish fellas sitting there? <laughs> like, there's a few there solid been, options. There has been some very Zach good Zach Tui's pretty players. good. Like, there's yeah, quite I mean, a few. For him to be better than Zach yeah. Tui, I'd say that's a big result. Yeah. Like, that's really good. And Zach Tui's... In the bottom end, yeah. of the Irish and he's, he's even got he's even got a uh, ways to go before he passes good old Satanta. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. had a few years <laughs> of playing football. It was Satanta's little helpers, remember? Yeah, yeah. And then he um, kicked a teammate. <laughs> <laughs> you had to turn it there, didn't you? Okay, the Conor McKenna was probably be better than him. Like, he's got a long and way to go. He's, got, he's, he's played one game. Good game. Good on him. <laughs> But there are but a lot. If Tim wasn't taking the piss, uh, getting a little bit carried away, <laughs> a, little a little bit, bit. a little. And we 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 often make this segment about get to people getting carried away. We but like it, yeah. the last couple of weeks, we've sort of been we've sort of been put put back down. We've had a couple of moments that have shown us to be maybe we should have gotten carried away. And it's your turn to apologise. Yeah, I'm, I I was very impressed with you last week, Banjo, that you were able to say you were. I know, it was out something. of character, wasn't it? Extremely <laughs> out of character. It's not as out of character for me, and I think. I'm but if you ever apologise for anything, I'm always right. But <laughs> yeah, I haven't had the need to. I need to apologise to the great man Kane Corns himself. He said, "I laughed at him." He said Max Gorn was in the top three players in the competition. He's actually doubled down on it and said he's the number one, and he's right on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> on form, on form. Tell me who is better. Fife's injured. Fife, his year has not been as good because he's neither is Paddy's, neither is Dusty. Paddy has not been good. Dusty has not been good. Do you reckon Max is better than Tom Mitchell? Uh, like I'd take Max ahead of Tom. I Mitchell. would take Max ahead of Tom. I, Mitchell I think there's sure. a different question because both of us prize the role of a ruckman a fair bit. But yeah, no, he's right up there. That that game on the weekend showed he can influence a game more than mm. any midfielder can. 
because yeah. he creates it for all of the midfielders. He has made like um, Brayshaw's been brilliant, but he has been a massive, massive contributor to the turn of Brayshaw. Brayshaw's clearances are what has lifted him. Yeah, and you had a fantastic week because Grundy was down as well. <laughs> like yeah. it just all came I up. I mean, I know you're a biased prick, and you're going to argue Higgins is better. Huh? Oh, like in terms of performances, it is in like just putting aside our bias. For, it's quite crazy that Higgins. Especially Higgins is third in the coaches' votes awards. That is absurd compared to where he's been his entire career. He's a thirty-one and he's yeah. turned that. Yeah. No, he has done well. I mean, I mean, I can take a Cripps argument, but I'm not that confident on it. Like, no, yeah, 100%. a top three for Max Gorn. That is not absurd. Yeah, in terms all. of the players, I, and I do think if you refine it to this year, there's an argument for it. But saying the actual best player in the competition, I think, is where it's go- it, it is still going a bit far. Because I'd still take Fife. I'd still take I'd still take Dusty, even though he's seemingly put the kid in the rack. He hasn't had a tackle for like six weeks. Um, <laughs> I'd still take Danger. Like these players, I'd still, if I had to pick a team, I'd still take them. I just, and he's close. I reckon but I don't Max, think he's quite there. If Max has three years without injury, I reckon we'll definitely be saying he's in that. That equation. Oh, he's a champion. With, with, uh, yeah, the problem. <laughs> what sucks for him is he had half a year where he sort of established himself as a like a guy that you thought would come be, be a premier ruckman. That first year he was healthy. His back half was excellent. Yeah, then yeah. he stamped himself as an all Australian. Yeah. And then the year after he, he, he dropped off. Injuries. Yeah. Shocking injuries. Yeah. In much the same way, so many <laughs> ruckmen have. Yeah. When was the last time we had a ruckman go back to back all Australian? It was a long time. It was probably yeah. Dean Cox. Yeah, yeah. Or not Sandy, maybe. Yeah. Um, but and now he's followed up. But if those hadn't been together in a row, yet you're probably right. You would have yeah. been yeah. taking a lot more seriously. He's having an incredible. I still year. think the mid those. Premier midfielders, I take them. Okay, but it, it's not a dumb call. It's not a dumb, and I apologise for saying he's you probably were he's probably in that top five. Yeah, and so that's outstanding. Yeah, and like, he's only just behind Goldstein. <laughs> he's only just behind Goldstein at this point. He did rock well, Goldstein. But Goldstein. Anyway, that, that's 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 my the, my personal thing. Well, actually, I'll get to it in when yes, we talk about we our game. Uh, my uh, K calls the lead. I, I still don't know where this is coming from. I know what you're going to say, and I don't get it. Sydney are cheats. Like, it's just cultural. Are cheating. you just obsessed with calling people cheats at the moment? Uh, yeah. You were calling Stringer a cheat during the week about his fantasy team. No, that was. Yeah, you just want to call Sydney. That, you that were was, such a was, grumpy person. That was slightly performative, but that that trade was bullshit and shouldn't have gone through. <laughs> oh, we're not going to go into it too much because no one wants to hear about our fantasy wobbles, uh, <laughs> but. Friendships were put on the line. <laughs> For sure. I reckon I saved your friendship, but anyway, continue. I was spoken to him like four times, hasn't been brought up since then. <laughs> Never mention it again. No. But why are Sydney Chiefs? What have they done? They uh, had a 19th uh, player on the field. Jeremy Laidler spent, as a runner, spent the entire Jer- last 10 minutes. Oh, he's, 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 I was going to say, he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> as the runner, spent the last like 10 minutes on the field, just standing in the middle, getting in the road, taking up space, coaching on the field, Direct, all of which is elite. Maxwell. And, and, exactly, and there is an AFL investigation going on into his conduct. Where'd you hear that? I haven't heard that at all. Uh, Herald Sun article. It's probably crap. <laughs> oh, probably. But they are cheats. They have a I'm history sure of it. I'm pretty sure every team does. What's the history? In 2007 or something, they had, we had a draw with Sydney where they had 19 players on the field for the last two minutes and they kicked a point in that time to 
level the scores. And at that point, at that stage, I should have lost all their points. I was about to say, oh, their management's probably changed over, but it hasn't. Really. No, it hasn't. <laughs> it's the one, exact same people. It's one team it's, that hasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only new addition is like Tom Hart. All right, so that that one sounds. And we all know here. about the cola stuff. That's a load of garbage. It's cheating. They were just given some on AFL and then used it well. Yeah, and we all know uh, the about the. Be- oh, no, I'm not going to. What was the other one going to be? Googs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, they're not. She's the only one. They are clearly cheats. They do 19 on the field is probably an oversight. Probably, uh, but it, it could have been. They dodgy. kept their points. We had footage of them having nineteen players on the. Well, yeah, that wasn't their choice. They're still dumb. You, they they just didn't say species. yes. We're going to give you the points. Protected species. <laughs> this, this is one of your worst. <laughs> you just got nothing backing this up at all. You just didn't want you to cheat. There's an AFL investigation into their conduct. You're just a bad person. I'm sick of your negative crap in the game. Look, I was, I was scraping the barrel. <laughs> I should make uh, some of these Drag us down every teams. week. But come uh, on, let's move on. GW has defeated Richmond by two points. This was a cracking game. Also, I've been told to believe, but unfortunately, I was out celebrating your uh, graduation from your degree. I'm more important. So, congratulations to you, but you made me miss this cracker of a game. So, yeah. I want my I want my second apology. I, for the I'm day. more important than laughing at Richmond. We we know this, uh, but something we have learned: GWS are going to make it. They've oh, come from really the clouds. Good, aren't they? They are, they've got it back. They seriously have. I think I said to you a couple of weeks ago. I, I think they're a bit too far back, mm. but uh, they're playing that like GWS handy. again. The draw is handy, yep. Well, it should have been a win, to be fair. <laughs> it was against St. Kilda, but it is a handy draw. Uh, yeah. And it was Josh Kelly coming back to change it all. Just for pointing but that out. Just... They are getting more back. They Toby had Toby Green, Green yeah. come back, who is my boy. <laughs> I love that man. He didn't play fantastically, but he still chipped in and worked his way into the game. Delito is probably going to come back this week. He had 30-odd touches in the Niaffle. Um Yeah, they've just... They've built... The guys that were having to be their eighth best player are now their like the their eighth worst players, now they're yeah. their fourth worst player, and that means such an immeasurable. And they've just difference. they've just dropped they've dropped off those randoms. They yeah. had like just a few players. You're like, I'm pretty sure they're not yeah. AFL standard, like, and they dropped out of the team. And all of a sudden, you're looking again. You're like, oh. but like it's, it's the way they're playing. Mm. It's that they are playing exactly like GWS have played yeah. in that. Powerful they're getting way. their ball in their best users' hands a lot more again. <laughs> It's They've got more of those smooth. around the There's ball. There's connection. They're using it beautifully. They're using the corridor. Their pressure around the ball is great. But mm. to be honest with you, people, it always has been when they've been playing well. And people just like talking about the, the silkiness. And people are just yeah. getting around that now. Just I don't know why. <laughs> to be it's honest, because with you. for like twelve weeks they only had pressure. <laughs> like it's stayed the yeah. same. It's, it, it, it's the GWS brand, mm. and we know how dangerous that is. And I'd be really nervous in finals against them, especially if they have Cameron back. Yeah, and it's not like he's going to be having to reacclimatize all that much. He's fit yep. and healthy. He's, he's coming got, back. He's got and two weeks left, I think. That should... Because he doesn't really... They have been too full, uh, tall in the forward line, but it was never Cameron's fault. It was that Patton and Lobb when yet. Couldn't play around Cameron. Cameron is so flexible and does allow you to play a lot more free flowing game that you get with the smalls, but also allow you to play a bit bigger. And with only Lob there, and I know it sucks for Patton that he's done his ACL. Yeah. But with only Lob there, that balance should could, be so much could better. Work even better, exactly. And I mean, Toby Green looked. I mean, he didn't dominate, but he looked like Toby Green yeah. again. 
And, I mean, they're going to get a few more players back over the next few weeks. I think the only player who we're not confident will come back is Scully. Yeah, but and even he's sort of... He's not out-ruled out at no, all. No, 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 not at all. Absolutely not. But, like, that's... It feels like we're getting to that point where the injuries are coming together and maybe we're seeing the GWS really come yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's it, kind of uh, Western Bulldogs. Exactly. It, like, and I don't... I know we just had our big call segment and I'm not going to go with it, but like, if there is a Western Bulldogs of this year, it'd have to be there. Because well, we know their best is unstoppable. They're a game and a half out of the top four. It's not inconceivable that they get there. Even if it they're outside it, of the four, I think they could do it. It's yeah. not impossible. They weren't too far off beating Richmond at the G last year. No, and that was that without was a good shield. Game. That was with a few things going wrong. Like they, I just, I, I'd be very, very, very nervous playing them in any final. Yeah, they're, they're they are a good side. They are one of. There aren't many sides that you say on their best day they could beat Richmond, but GWS are one of them when they're healthy yeah, and up and running. Hundred percent. Their best is they, they. They wouldn't be nervous about anyone. No, absolutely not. And it's. Again, in the same way, it's great to see Adelaide getting back to their best. It's great to see GWS getting back to their best because this this year has been reasonably low quality football. Yeah. But I think so much of the play good. Yeah, it's it's two of the it's two of the best four teams in the comp from the last year. It's been decimated by injury. Yeah, and that that was always gonna. We talk about the depth of the league not being good enough. Well, when you take out two teams worth of uh, stars, yeah, true. It's it's always gonna struggle. Richmond can't win interstate. Anything to that? Nah, not really. I mean, they played four good teams away. <laughs> GWS would have been really, really geared up for this game. Like they would have been yeah. really, really ready for it. For Richmond, it's just another game, yeah. and they easily still could have won it. The yeah. amount that they missed. Yeah, if Jason can, uh, Jason Castagna had shown up at all. Yeah. And also, was it Shy Bolton who kicked it out in the fourth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six points the difference. Like you, just, even a score is significant. You lock it in, you have a chance to kick a goal to put you in front. To kick it out in the full. Yeah, that is a terrible, terrible. Result. And I think that I think Shy Bolton will be good, but that wasn't his finest. Yeah, moments. yeah, no, I think it'll be good as well. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not worried at all. And they actually do have a few injuries. Most of them will probably come back. So yeah, they, none they of them are there. None of their top line players were finally having to look at their depth and their depth is pretty good it's, it's good it's uh, very good anyway let's move on West Coast defeated Collingwood by 35 in another really good game of football really interesting I should say yeah I think interesting is a really good way of putting it because we, we had a bit of a discussion last week I remember and you were saying they just need their forwards back get their forwards yeah. back and they'll be fine I was like does it work like that like will it take a little bit of time to get the synergy back didn't look like it. No. <laughs> and they didn't even get massive performances out of their forwards. They got three goals from each of their uh, keys and two from Lecrae. And on paper, that looks like a big win. And it is from where they were coming from. But it wasn't anywhere near their best. Darling was not what he was before his injury. No. Kennedy probably was, but that's only because Kennedy had just been going. He's not. He didn't play as well as he has played in the past. And Lecrae was a good, solid soldier. But that what? was so impressive. But what Collingwood the f- are the only... The only other team... No, that's the wrong way of putting it. The only team that Collingwood isn't as imposing as, as the G going on this year would be Richmond. Mm. And so they've answered the only call they could at the G this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the game style, the way, the way it worked. Um, the way that they switched, the patience they had mm. in switching it back and forth was actually really special. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood, I think, have been a very, very good defensive team this year. The way they've set up defensively has been excellent. Mm. And we saw on Anzac Day 
that they were setting up that way. And Essendon tried to do just the switching back and forward, trying to be patient, but they, they were too slow with it, and they often ended up turning it they over. They didn't have quite as good users. Exactly. West it's, Coast did the same thing. and they just Hearn is such a weapon. He's a brilliant. <laughs> they switch it back and forward. They did it quickly, and then they just shift the zone slightly out, and then they'd go. They'd yeah. go. As soon as they got to the other side, they'd go quickly, and they'd turn. And I they'd thought Jetta was incredibly important for that, uh, working back and forth, and yep. being the guy that once they get to him, they can go. They had that ability to accelerate halfway through the switch, which I don't think a lot of sides have. Frio probably do, bizarrely. Hawthorne do, mm. with Smith and the Hills. Yep, but yep, yep. There's, there's not many sides that can get to halfway through the switch and just accelerate through it to break that shifting zone. Yeah, to make sure that the zone doesn't get and, back across. Yeah, and West Coast did that fantastically. It was a, it was a brilliantly coached mm. and executed game. I, I, think, I, think they are, I think Adam Simpson is an absolutely brilliant yeah. coach. Uh, Nick Matt Nui's out. Yeah, we buried the lead a little bit. This is shattering. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually kind of... We've had two almost deaths in football with the way the media is treated. It's with this and Cyril. And they're very mm. they're two players that are often compared to each other, even though they're not remotely similar as um, in stature. Mm. But uh, losing both of them... And particularly losing Nick Nat, who was having such an influence on West Coast's revival, is shattering. Yeah, I'm almost sadder about Nick Nat for the reason that I think we saw Cyril. Like we we yeah. we, we saw enough of Cyril to be able to say, "Hey, how great was he?" Nick Nat. There's been so many times it feels like we're almost at that point, and he just hasn't yeah. quite been able to get it. And this is this is worrying that it could be the end of him. He's, it's both. It's, it's other the knee. other knee and the, two one, each knee. That is worrying. That's really worrying. especially at this stage of his career. He's mid twenties now. He's not young anymore yeah and the greatest predictor of doing a knee is having already done one yeah and he's already done one on both knees so they could go again it, like it's mm. not and gonna be out of the box so explosive yeah um, just means they're gonna have to keep transitioning <laughs> as well as they did on the weekend but that really hurts them yeah like, I, th- I think they showed that it's not the end of their season I, th- I think they performed so well in the second half that you have to give them the benefit of the doubt for a little bit now you have to sort of believe a little bit but they need so much from Scott, like I said. My Kane Corns from weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. really been put the under the hammer. And the Nick Nat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he's not a bad ruckman. No. He's not a bad ruckman. It's not as if they're decimated in ruck. But it's just, he gives them an X factor and he's made a big difference to them this year. Yeah, so. it'll be interesting to see if they go into Vardy. If they go stick with the two rucks. I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah, you think Lysa won out? Yeah. I, Who I, do they I, use as their backup ruckman? I can't say I've had a chance to think about Elliot, yo. <laughs> like, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because that'd all be... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, because normally it's a forward, but... They don't have... Darling down, like, is Kennedy 190 centimetres, yeah, and yeah. Kennedy's not particularly big either. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be know, very yeah. interesting. But, um, yeah, let's move... Oh, I guess we should say, Colin, do you... Is this the wheels falling off with the injuries, or is this just... They'd won seven in a row. You take a loss sometimes. Oh, I, I was definitely more impressed with West Coast than I was disappointed in Collingwood. Yeah. I, I think West Coast did a very good way of picking apart what Collingwood have been very good at this year. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was a special performance from them. Uh, Collingwood yeah. is still a good team. Yeah, I think that's fair. Darcy Moore performing well was a really good sign, given Lyndon yeah, Dunn's massive, out. But yeah. uh, with Collingwood, I think it's more that West Coast are better than Collingwood are than Collingwood are no good. I, I, I looked at yeah, it particularly agree, agree. positive for West Coast it was, rather than negative. Really good for West Coast, and yeah, I suppose you were right on that front. Like they, they are looking like the best chance to beat Richmond at the moment. 
Thank you, Scott. But they have to finish I'll top take two, that as which my is second. by far a certainty finishing top two. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. We're going to the top five. Uh, this one is... This is right up my wheelhouse. Bit up your wheelhouse too. We're well, going to complain. <laughs> well, I brought this to the table if I wanted to do top five rule changes. And you being you have decided it has to be top five worst rule changes. You're just you are putting this on me. There are not, I wanted to do there that. Are I wanted not to do the five good, good ideas. There are five reasonable There ideas. are not five good ideas, let alone enough for us to have a varied list between the two of us. There, there, is, there is so many more I'm bad campaigning, ideas than good ideas. I'm campaigning for doing best rule changes next week. God, if there were five positive rule changes we could do, the AFL wouldn't deserve to be sacked. And I've already said that they deserve to be sacked, so obviously there aren't. It's it's just a... I won't go on positive next <laughs> week, but we're being grumpy bastards next week. Right, so what's your fifth? What's my your fifth, fifth is one I don't like mind, but like I, it was my least good one of the ones I didn't mind. <laughs> this is just like, I just don't think it's really going to do anything. I did that, I've heard a bit about increasing kick distance from 15 to 25 metres. And I think the idea of that's encouraging long kicking and not just chipping around. But I mean, they'll still kick it sideways 25 metres. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't think kicking it 20, I don't think the long kicking has made better, better football. Like with the way they set up a long kick down the line, that's not exciting. Like, we we just True. have we just have contests where the balls often it's the short kicks yeah. that get you through it. Yeah, uh, I mean Richmond go with a long kick, but like I don't think increasing the kick distance is going to incentivize no. you to play that way. Like it's just and you're still going to have to one switch way to it break and, a zone entering inside fifty is a short hit up target. Like, <laughs> and that's good football to watch. I, I just I strongly there's disagree a, there's a with lot of problems one. with it. I suppose. I suppose. I've gone with a. What did I just find funny from Malcolm Blight? In fact, I think all of us like this one. <laughs> Increase the amount of grip on the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I think it's easy to do. It can't have a negative effect, really, can it? <laughs> but it's just like, why? <laughs> There's so much that people say are problems in these games, in the game, and it's, yeah, increase the grip on the sheriff. And that's my, the My favourite part is the way he described it was um, put more? a little bit of sandpaper over it <laughs> to make it a bit rougher. Does he just want more contested markets? Is he, is he taking the piss? I, I don't know. Again, I read this in an article, but to, to be fair, though, like, this one can't hurt to try. Like, what, I mean, what, it's, it's, not gonna, it's not going to ruin the game. No. But I don't think it's going to make that but, much and difference. And if, if players are a little cleaner, yeah, probably is good. Yeah, it would be artificial cleanliness, I suppose. But anyway... Uh, my four, oh, no, I really is Grippo. <laughs> That's artificial. My four, I really do dislike this one. Yeah, last touch out of bounds. Oh, Why are awful. we trying to cut off the knees of Ruckman? Oh, this is awful. I have this ranked higher. This one's disgusting. Like, I, I just, I don't understand. It is one of the most beautiful things of our game. Like, stoppage work. You know how you know how much I dislike this. I would go above my. Uh, my this outweighs my desire to see all Todd Goldstein's rucking records. Is yours just purely entrained. the same reason as me? We love ruckman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if but like, if this ruck rule came in, Todd Goldstein's records would never be surpassed because there wouldn't be enough. Oh, for ruck sure. It would, it would destroy and this all rule is bad enough too. that I will put that. Uh, yeah, put, put that, that self interest aside, yeah. aside and t- say this is awful. This yeah, is just, an awful rule. We bring in the, the the third man up rules to try to preserve the ruckman, and then you think of doing this, which cuts out. Like 50% of the game. And I don't think it's particular. Like, 
a kick in along the wing? Is that going to make things much better? I suppose if you do it quickly enough, like supposedly, like you won't have the chance to get numbers around the yeah, stoppage. But like, it's just, just lessening stoppages, I suppose. But, but like, people stoppages criticize, are good. Yeah. Stoppages are really good part of the game. People criticise but when it becomes aerial ping pong. And that's just what it emphasised. Yeah. Just back and forth kicks. And like, yeah, it'd just be a war of attrition all over again, but without the contest. It'd be uncontested, yeah, back and forth. Anyway, mine is next one. Starting points and centre bounces. He just wants six up one end, six up the other, six in the middle, or two on the wing, whatever. I think this is just... The only part of the game where they've got a zone that works so far is... The centre bounce. The centre bounce is fine. Centre bounce is the most likely way to score in terms of um, consistency out of it. And there's nothing wrong with the centre bounce. The guy, the extra coming off the back of the square, that's an exciting innovation that was brought in a few years ago. I love watching that happen. Even like my boy Jade Gresham does it all the time, and he's really good at it. When we see those guys flash through, that's not a, that's not having six forwards. But I don't. Is this? Do you think? Are they suggesting this just as a way to improve centre bounces, or is it just about making sure that, that as, as a general it, across the game, hopefully that makes so it's more likely that there's more spread out plays and there's not going to be as much flooding because they can't do it from the start. Like in the at the end of a game, you can't put twenty people in your back in your back line to flood. Uh, but it. I don't think you should constrain the game flooding. like that. I just don't. Like it, I think it's You're a unnecessary. Fan. You're very much a traditionalist. Yeah, to be honest, I want no rule changes. <laughs> That's my go-to rule. I'm not happy with the like nine. Yeah, we've had in the I last know. Few you years. are. You are. A, you're a bit of a KB. But anyway, my number three, I've gone with uh, one which is probably, I've, in many ways, I thought this was my most hated, but it's not quite. Uh, zones in general, which is like complete yeah. zones. <laughs> I mean, like netball zones. That's that. It's just. It's not footy. I think one of the best things about footy, and I remember I had someone come down from overseas and came, yeah. went to a game with us, and they were they loved it because the fact they're like, it doesn't even look like there's any rules. Like the players just go wherever they want. It's just completely unrestrained. Mm. You can just cover the ground, do whatever the hell you want. And zones, all of a sudden, it becomes a very heavily regulated. It's just it, it's a it's a different sport. And I don't like it for that reason. Yeah, hundred percent. I sort of I left this one for you. It's not on mine, but. This is just an atrocious idea. There's nothing good to come of zones. Like, I, congestion is not as bad as people make it out to be, and just drastically changing the league. Is They're, just going to. They're going to. They're going to. People see it as see, really blood on the game. Congestion. Uh, they think it's ruined. But I think the last few weeks we've had a little turn in that narrative, just quietly. Because North's played two crackers, but we haven't played any defense. Mm, I don't think so. It's, it's uh, too my far three, gone. My three was the last touch out of bounds, so okay. we'll move on. What's your two? My two, uh, my, my one and two are just ones that I don't like because they just they just they go against every tradition in the game. I've got reducing the game length. I just I just hate the concept of it being a different sport. It ruins all the stats we have over such a rich history. All of a sudden, like no one's ever going to kick t- ten goals in a game ever again. Like it's just. It's unnecessary and it changes the sport. And again, another good thing about the sport is it's endurance. It's long. Mm. It's a real slog. Yeah, you have to... The best ball sport athletes in terms of endurance, the most distance covered is always AFL players. And it's it's not close in terms of the parity across the, across the players. Like there's some midfielders in soccer that do it, but I think our game requires so much out of you athletically. That, and that's a good thing. That's a strike. Uh, exactly. I, I, exactly. I hate the ones which just 
go against the yeah. grain of the game. Uh, my next one was if you kick over 100 what? points, you get a bonus point. I like that one. It's uncompe- It's not fair. Every team at Eddie had that never has to play in the rain gets an inherent yeah, advantage. Yeah, but there's a lot of unfairness anyway. Yeah, I, why would you make it more unfair I then? Just, I want to fix that. <laughs> but I, it, it does give an incentive. It, it, it's something It's something which doesn't change the nature of the game and it does give an incentive to create more exciting But if you play... Football. If you play in atrocious weather conditions, like an absolute yeah, I know, I know. But how often does that happen in the AFL? It happens five times a year that you have shocking conditions where it's not possible. Not like it's it's not ideal. I know, but like I don't mind because it doesn't it doesn't change. It's so unnecessary. It does have a purpose. I I get that it has a purpose. I just think the purpose it doesn't outweigh the unfairness of it. We already have a bastardized competition. Yeah, Why are we making? We may as well just keep going with it. Uh, we've got the same number one. We've got both hate sixteen players. Just again, speaking of completely, completely changing the game, it's just again, ruin, it'll ruin all the stats. It'll, it's just, it's just so against tradition. I just hate that. It's just a stupid idea. I don't even know what the purpose yeah, of it is. I'm like very frustrated, and a lot of people are that the AFLW. Is six yeah. aside. I, I, think I think that they, should, I think they should. It should be as much like the men's competition yeah. as possible. I think it's ridiculous, and copying that is just not a good idea. I should, I, I, I'm I, I so still, against well, it. What is the reason? It's reduced congestion, is it? Just less people on the Yeah, field. well, like, physically, if there's two less players, there won't be as much congestion. But the, the, It's in, just a different sport. It is a different yeah. sport. Don't, don't go that far. It's so dumb. Anyway, let's get back to the football because we're going long as usual. Very, very long. Sydney defeated North by six points. I don't think we need to say much about this game. Oh, we absolutely do, mate. No, this was a ripping it game. Was for you. you can accept that this, this was actually an that was absolute a, That was one of the most cracker. frustrating things about that game. I sat there on the couch afterwards going, damn it, I wanted to be really pissed off, but we didn't play badly. Of we, course our we didn't last play badly. three minutes, we cocked up. But, like, the rest of that game was really good football that, and full of full of new performances from people. Like, it was full of Sydney, uh, sort of, their experiences almost decimated. And they're a very tiered side. They're either really young or really old. And a lot of those older players just weren't there. And Kennedy out was massive. And then for North, we're slowly getting into our youth system as the year goes on because we're finally getting an injury. So there were players from both sides. Ben Rong is just a he's really good genuinely really forward. good, isn't he? I, like, he, he, he does he's, amazing He's things. so much what North... Like, he's the clearest weakness we have. So just watching him just destroy us was mind-bogglingly frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Davis Uniac had his best game for North, for North which was positive. Yeah. Obviously, the only thing anyone ever talked about was... Um, it was Alir and Majak. That was and, awesome. Like, that, that deserved yeah. to be talked about. Majak, that was a brilliant, brilliant contest. Majak had moments quarters. where he just looked unstoppable. Exactly. Out. Alir was back to that first year he had on the scene in terms of his ability to intercept. He has such long arms that these, they're so good he is a good, and just good getting good that hand in. And, yeah, then Ahern, again, they had sort of Will Haywood continue playing as well. He has Papley was a bit hit and miss, but did some really like so many young kids Heaney was dominant like there was so many young performances on both sides that made me think especially for Sydney because I obviously watch North every week so I know where we're where at but especially for Sydney it made me think there's more coming through that can replace those older guys because when I think about Sydney I don't think they've been that reliant on their older guys this year 
they've been relying on Buddy. But none of the rest have actually played yeah, that yeah. well. Kennedy's been below his best. Parker's so been below his best. Hannabry hasn't been, been anywhere. <laughs> Jack hasn't been good for years. McVeigh yep. been up and down. McVeigh's been alright. Yeah, but he's yeah, very he good at very some old. things. But his body, his body also <laughs> yeah. shows other things. And everywhere else, they like they've built around it. And yeah, they've been handed Heaney and Mills. But Mills hasn't played the last few weeks. He's been out. Yep. Heaney's an absolute star but yeah, that is what it is it's like a father son they've only had one they, they, they're just their build is incredible Lloyd incredible ramping well they like, just keep so doing much. It, they just keep and, doing it. Yeah. Uh, a couple of just little things I had to pick up on on what you were saying throughout that that I'd like to talk about a little bit yeah. more firstly the thing which I liked about the Majak Aaliyah battle was kind of what you were saying was it was the fact that there was the momentum shifts like there were moments yeah. where I thought Aaliyah's stuffed. Like, he, he can't beat Majak. When he's on a lead, he's unstoppable. Mm. Like, Majak's killing him. And then there were moments when Aaliyah was, you know, rebounding and intercepting and dominating. You thought, this is the best game I've ever seen from Aaliyah. And then all of a sudden, Majak had taken another yeah. couple of marks on the lead. And then Aaliyah would kick the winning goal. And he was just... It was such a battle. Like, they just kept coming back at each other. That's what was so good about it. Yeah. That was... That gives me so much hope for Majak as a footballer. Just that versatility... I do want him to settle in one position, but being able to do both... We both agree that's always the yeah. best idea. Swingman, don't want yeah. <laughs> What about Ben Hayes? <laughs> but like, seeing him do that, because we needed a tall forward. We haven't had one... Because like, Wood is a pseudo-tall forward. He's not a real key. Yep. And since Wade's gone down, we have... Brown struggled yeah. in comparison. And you can never bank on Wade being fit. You no. That. And so <laughs> we, we need another key forward. And it may, might be Majak has to play there quite often. He's had a good couple of weeks there. Uh, the other thing, you mentioned Heaney. Um, I thought the difference in the last quarter, and for the whole game really, it was. I thought it was a very centre clearance based game. Yeah, it was. I've never seen so much momentum being generated off clearances that went back and forth so mm. much. And in the last quarter when the game was on the line, yeah. Heaney was unbelievable out of the middle and Parker was brilliant yeah. as well. And Parker had a really quiet day to that point. The two of them just lifted them out of the middle. And, and then, yeah, Buddy did his stuff, Ronk did his stuff, but that is where the game was won. It was won in the centre clearance. Yeah, as I've said a lot this year, North lose to so much defensive accountability in the centre square when one of Anderson or Jacobs doesn't play. And Jacobs said, we just didn't have anyone who could go with Heaney. He's, yeah. he's in level he of athlete. He was good all day, but his last quarter was He's a level of athlete that we don't have... Yeah, anyone yeah, that can yeah. go with, and he just kept going and just showed it, just showed his absolute class by the end. Yeah, so and he's, it was he's really has game. with all those other players coming down, he has really jumped into like their yeah. best few players. Well, sure. he, he probably is their second best player, yeah, really. Now. Yeah, and he's so versatile. They still sort of, I think a lot of their other stars can't play in so many positions like he has, so he doesn't get showcased as much as he could be. But he can do nearly anything on a football field. Yep. He's outstanding. Um, yeah, that, that game deserves some talking about. Yeah. That was a genuine ripper. Yeah, I love every time there's a good game, as we just spoke about the rule changes, every time there's a good game, the response is, oh, look, we don't need rule changes. <laughs> it's like we've had one for <laughs> nah, It's weeks. too far gone. They're going to do it, unfortunately. Um, Frio defeated Port by nine points in a cracking upset that, unfortunately, we don't have much time to talk about. I mean, Port blew this one. That is a shocking, shocking, shocking loss. After the crap that Frio put up against us last week, and Port was starting to look so reliable. I just I bought into them so much. I did not even see this slightly coming. And they just 
just got out hunted like they just didn't mm. want it as much as Frio did and, and I, Frio should have won by more they blew so many chances mm. and yes so Frio did a hit job on Robbie Gray that needs to be said that was disgusting not intentionally but yes no but like that that in fact impacted the game Ryder yes, going out also impacted the game that's two of their most important yeah, players yeah yeah but still the gap won. should have been so much bigger than what it like Port should never lose that game oh if should, they not even, was, should not even get close if they are what they are claiming to be, they cannot lose that game. Yeah. And not so comprehensively. And, and like, I, I, I'd so bought into them. And then something like this happens and you do think you're, you're not there. Yeah. Like, it's, you are not one of... A, you're not a real contender. It's so disappointing. I, I thought we were this close to be ticking them off. And I, I was I was there. Yeah. Like, like ah, yeah. They, they just keep doing this to us. And, like, they thought this Freo didn't have five or Sanderlands. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> everything, everything said that they should win that game. Apart from those injuries, yes, but... Yeah. That is a shocking, shocking loss. Go on, Freo. Are, are, belie- <laughs> are you a believer in Freo's direction? There's been a bit yeah. of questioning of it. No, I am. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd Absolutely agree with that. I think their kids are good enough. They've had so much dead weight on their list for so long that they did need to clear it out and start trusting these kids. And there's going to be issues with that, but... Their top end talent is going to come through and be very good very soon. And the directions they're getting clear yeah. with it now. They've told Pierce and Michael Johnson they're out. Yeah, um, the which, kind of, which does suck. I like North did this and it hurt. But Watching I don't. I don't know if those two are the heart and soul sort of player. I know Michael Johnson. Michael been a Johnson big part. might. Be. I know he has been a big part, but he I is mean, definitely not. I just feel like they've still got five there. Yeah. They've still got Mundy there. They've still got. Stephen Hill, who's been there for a mm. long time, they've still got a lot of play. I don't feel like that's gutting the heart yeah. of the club, um, and I think then they'll do it in a really respectful way. I think. Yeah, you know, they'll. Well, Ross Lyon they said they're doing a farewell. They game. want to give him a farewell game, and they're, they're good on them. And I, I don't think that's going to kill yeah the heart of the club. Um, so they've got they've they've mm. really decided the direction that they're going now, and I think they have a core group of very 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 talented kids, and I can see it coming really good. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to say with that, and we're running super long, so I'm going to move on. Yep. We are just going to run through a couple of quick Poochie's mailbag Quick questions. fire mailbag. Quick fire mailbag. Would we change the protected area rule? This is from Pooch. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that rule, it's just gone too far. It's ridiculous. They're asking players to do things which are physically impossible yeah. to do. They uh, are actually asking them to transport. Like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I There's thought, no, no common sense in that rule. I thought Brad Scott put it really well when he said, yes, the ones they pick out were probably technically correct by the rule. But there are 20 of those that they don't pay every single game. That's true. And it always costs goals. That's it's unbelievable how often it costs a goal. That's true, but it annoys me more when I know it is technically true. And it just shouldn't be. Like, the, yeah. if the play... It should only be if he they impacts make... the play. Impacts the... There's that. But there's also the ones where they're clearly trying to get out of the yeah. area. And they're just like, no, but you're there. So you're done. Yeah. They're like, if they deviate so, off their mark... Like, so I can't contest a mark and then, like, try and get out of the way afterwards? What? It should it should be like the hold in the ball rule. If, if we can see you're making a genuine attempt to get out of the area, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Like, some of them are just ridiculous. I hate it. I've it's never so seen bad. so little common sense like, at all. It's, it's absurd. They, they want you to run directly out instead of running out and in the direction you're going. It, it, like, in, it, running in a way which you are clearly not yeah. affecting the play. Like, you are trying to not affect the play and still get to the place you need to get to. Like that, that's common sense. That's what you should do. Oh, it's so it's, bad. It's, it's so bad. Another similar themed question. Should we float the fixture? Oh, it's, it's impractical. No, we, no, we shouldn't. Like, yeah, I like the idea, but it's it's completely impractical. 
Yeah, and one last one. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> There's so many barriers. It just that, couldn't happen. Uh, can the Eagles win without Nick Nat? We kind of touched on this earlier. We kind of. Uh, look, I, I, like Richmond are going to win it, so the answer is no. Like Richmond are going to win the Premiership, <laughs> but they probably they probably are the biggest yeah. contender to Richmond at least right now at this present point in time. I agree on all on all else. form. I think you have to say that, and that's a massive deal for them because that is massive amounts of improvement. But anyway, that wraps up. Wait, 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 wait. There's one question. It's come in three times now. Why aren't you answering it? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But that just about wraps why, up. Why, why does Scott call you Banjo? But that just about wraps up this episode of the Post Off Footy Podcast for the third season. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.